Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Yo, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Pans, a.k.a. 12 Falls, a.k.a. Gas Boy, a.k.a. Uh, weird Toenails sometimes, a.k.a. Small Pinky Toad that doesn't really have a knuckle, a.k.a. Um, mice, a.k.a. Garbage Face, um, a.k.a. TC, a.k.a. a.k.a. Thank you for um, coming to listen. Um, I've been eating a lot of Snickers lately. That's my new thing. Uh, I eat great all day. All day I eat fantastic. And then around 10 o'clock I become a fucking monster. And I just, I just need sugar. I need sugar. I don't know, maybe because I don't eat enough sugar during the day. Your boy needs some sugar. So I ain't getting any, you know, any ass. So your boy's got to eat a Snickers. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Dieting or like eating good when it gets cold out is considerably harder. I did a poll on Instagram and uh, overwhelmingly people said that it was harder to order a salad when it was cold outside. And it makes perfect sense, right? One, you want to be more comfort with uh, eating soup, right? Or eating a hot food when it's cold out. I I think it's like, um, you know, when, you know, like a website or a podcast like Joe Rogan or I don't know, you just fucking see these people and they're like, you, you got to take a cold shower. You got to go from hot to cold. It really helps your circulation and it it helps and then you want to breathe and all this shit and it's like i'm not gonna fucking take a cold shower when it's already cold outside i got enough cold in my life okay i could take a hot shower for fucking five minutes and be happy for five fucking minutes and then i could walk outside where it's 30 degrees and i could get plenty of circulation you fuck where when it's that cold and that's how I view a salad when it's fucking freezing out. It's like for fucking 10 minutes, I want to eat some French onion soup and dip a grilled cheese in it. Get the fuck off my back, society. That being said, I wish I could order a salad easier. Um, anyhow, uh got a great story for you. I... um. I, this this person, they wrote me from England, which I always find it fucking crazy that I have fans from other countries. Like, it just blows my mind. Uh, it kind of reminds me, I don't know if you ever saw, uh, it was called The Sugar Man. It was like a documentary about this guy, and he was a, he was a recording artist. He was a singer-songwriter from Detroit. He was kind of like Bob Dylan-esque, you know? And he was living in, like, almost like an abandoned, like, house. Like, living off, like, food stamps. Had nothing. 
right? He was just a struggle musician, struggling musician. He was like 60 years old. And, you know, because of, you know, the internet, I mean, actually the internet was even out. I don't even know why it took him so long to realize this, but somehow his album was released uh, in South Africa and it blew the fuck up. Like he literally was the Bob Dylan of South Africa and he had no idea. And finally he figured it out. And I don't know, an agent, I guess, got in touch with him. He flies to South Africa and he, this is a guy that had like $5 to his name, thought everyone forgot about him. And then next thing you know, he's selling out 15,000 people in an arena, all screaming and knowing every word of his songs. It was fucking incredible. So then part of me thinks maybe there's a country out there that, that fucking knows my lisp and knows how dry my dick is perfectly. The whole country gets together to talk about how dry my dick is. I don't know. It's just so funny to me to think that. But, I mean, I guess I could look at the numbers and realize, you know, I'm I'm not, <laughs> I don't have a whole country, unless the country has, like, you know, 400 people in it. But uh, that being said, this person's from England. Uh, here's a story about my worst date ever. Sorry, it's such an essay. Okay, that's nice when someone's aware that it might be a little long. Um, I was on Tinder and matched with this hot older guy. I was 25 at the time, and his profile said he was 30. We chatted back and forth for a little bit, and he seemed interesting, so I suggested we meet up the next evening for drinks. I don't normally fuck on the first date. Okay, maybe we should do a different story. No, but I like to meet right away so that we see the vibe is there early on. I like that. There's nothing more annoying than being online dating and you're going back and forth 85 times. It's like, can we just meet to see if we would fucking bump genitals? I mean, I don't need to know your life history. Anyway, so he suggests a fancy restaurant for dinner and I was like, hell yeah, never been there before and I'm up for it. I love that. A fancy dinner. Plus, as bad as it sounds, I love when women are like, why do guys care about money so much? Why do they talk about money so much? It's because of sentences like this. He suggests a fancy restaurant for dinner, and I was like, hell yeah. He didn't fucking say Popeye's or fucking Chick-fil-A or Wendy's, okay? This means this guy has money. Anyways, plus, as bad as it sounds, I assumed he was going to pay for it <laughs> since he was older than me. I'll tell you right now, as an older guy, that's not always the case. And from his profile pics, it looked like he earned a lot of money. So I got to the restaurant and stood at the bar, ordered a drink, and waited. He finally arrives, and dang, he's pushing 50. I was pissed, but already had a drink, so we exchanged pleasantries. Very England word. Uh, and he ordered a drink for himself. He then asked what I am drinking and proceeds to say, I love to get girls drunk. I mean, that is a red flag. Um, I was thinking, what the fuck? Who just says that? So now he's throwing out real rapey vibes, but like, I wanted the nice dinner. <laughs> uh, sure. I might get raped in the alley, but I'm going down eating lobster and crab cakes, boy. <laughs> oh, fuck. So we sit down and start looking at the menu and the waitress comes over. And in front of me, he is full on oogling her 
start staring at her tits, but also like nagging her and being really rude. By this time, I'm so out mentally. He has maxed out on his three strikes, but I've committed to this dinner, so I've got to get through it. Fast forward through the dinner. He continues on his bullshit with the waitress, and I can see it's making her really uncomfortable. So I go over and talk to her and apologize on his behalf, and I tell her how fucking catfish how he fucking catfished me and we laugh, which was nice, but dang, I felt so bad for having to wait on this asshole. Check comes and he pays the bill. Score. Hey, look, I love that you're so like finding positives in this. And I tried booking at a restaurant. As we get outside, I say, oh, it was so lovely to meet you, et cetera, et cetera. All that BS you say when you want to get the fuck out of the situation. And I and then he starts yelling at me. I thought you were going to come home with me. We were supposed to have sex tonight. At this point, I was so fucking mortified because we were in the middle of the city on a Thursday evening. There were so many people around listening to this man spit his dummy out at me, yelling about how he wanted to fuck for what felt like five minutes. I could see people in the restaurant looking out at us since he was proper raging. I just said goodbye and ran opposite direction home. The moral of the story is never go on a dinner date when you don't know the person. I learned my damn lesson. Also, the food wasn't even that great. Okay, I think the ending sentence right there, the whole time I'm reading this is what I was thinking about. Like, food's good, don't get me wrong, but like, it is not nearly as good as like you said like the rapey vibes or having to deal with that like i i just can't fathom wanting to eat you know some kind of nice fish with a a good sauce meanwhile i'm hanging out with hitler you know it just doesn't i mean i don't want to say you know i love when people do that because they say it like with like you call him a Nazi, it's taken away from the word. It's like, okay, this guy wasn't Hitler, okay? But Stalin. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think this is a story that like a lot of people can learn from. One, what not to uh, put up with. Also, it's very tough, even if it's not a nice dinner, to just leave, even if the person's shitty. Because, you know, you're a good person somewhat. You know, yeah, you're using them for a meal. But... You know, it's very hard. It's a lot of pressure. Um, I've never, like, gone on. And I think I went on one online date and, like, within two minutes was like, yeah, I, we're not compatible here. I'm not, you like, I don't know why you're fighting with me already. Like, I don't even know. This is more you, a you thing. I'm going to get out of here. And then we dated for seven years. So that was cool. No, that was a great story. I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing all the way from London, England. Well, England. I just assume London. And um, yeah, keep sharing me stories. Uh, no matter what country you live in. Um, I don't care. I don't care what country you live in. You could share. Uh, no, but send me stories. And uh, also join my Patreon. Patreon.com. Puddles with Andrew Collin. A lot more content over there. I think it's a, we have a really good time. It's kind of crazy over there. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, this week's guest is um, Ellie Schnitt, who had a podcast called Schnitt Talk that was very popular. And she's also very popular on Instagram and Twitter. And she is delightful. And she is like a quiet boss bitch, I feel like. 
not a bitch, but like a boss bitch. All right. Well, that came out bad, but I'm not doing this over again. All right. Listen up. Great episode. Love you guys. Dope Liddy Fire. Uh, now we can do that. <laughs> you can start that way. Um, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. Uh, I'm joined by a brand new friend. I guess we're friends, right? We're neighbors. I feel that we're friends. Okay. Just that's cool. in the first two minutes that I've known you. Okay. Ellie Schnitt, who had a podcast. Now she's just a, um, a juggernaut, per se, on social media. Right? What do you need to say that? I didn't. Five hundred seventy thousand, like Twitter followers. Five hundred seventy and seven. No, now I sound like a dick. You have to. You got. You gotta edit it. Can't sound like an asshole. (laughs) Actually, I just picked up seven on the walk here. (laughs) They fucking love me. Do you feel like? um, How did you amass? Did you amass? Is how many of your followers are men? You think versus women? Statistically. Yeah. I think it's like 70, 30 uh, women. Women to guys. Yeah, because oh. it used to be higher, but you know. No, that's where I'm at, actually, which oh, it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, ne- I guess I always was friends. Did you have a lot of guy friends growing up? I did, actually. Yeah. So I seem like the kind of girl that had a lot of guy friends. Sometimes that's not a nice thing to say. Why would that be a bad thing? Because it's like, like there's like a stigma of like, oh, so many guy friends, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Like, I don't get along with girls. Like, I just, like, get guys. And I'm not like that. I just had a lot of guy friends. But you also. Obviously. A so lot. much. Dick. Like, a lot. Oh, yeah. God, I mean, every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was one of those girls. I just hate the I stigma. I just, like, don't like the stigma. Yeah, I think it's unfair. <laughs> it is funny. It's like, no, they also, like, I also do other things with them. Yeah, we also, you know. Not- <laughs> sure, we fuck. But then we read books. We have a book club. We have more in common than that. I mean, I never, I actually was friends with a lot of girls in high school. Mm-hmm. Because I uh, was like, I had ADD, and so I was given Ritalin when I was a kid, which is like Adderall now. Yeah. It's like, it's like ecstasy versus Molly, you know? Anyways, no, I don't know. That's a thing. <laughs> anyway, have you ever done Molly? No, you're talking to the wrong person. Okay, I'll talk to someone else. <laughs> you got me all wrong. Is this off to like a bad start? No, this is a great We're start. Vibing. No, no, no. What? No, we are vibing. Oh, vibing. Yeah. I thought you said bombing. No. No, no, it's a good vibe. Okay. By the way, it's an hour. It's going to get more relaxed. We're going to eventually sit back. You're going to take your pants, pants. off. <laughs> Not take off my pants. Before she got on, she's like, you don't mind if I take my pants off? No, I said if I unbutton my pants. Oh, you said unbutton. they're a little tight and they're new. And it's like hard to sit in them because my, my body's like bulging. This kind of looks like a Woody Allen movie because like I'm like an old I'm, I'm like comedian. Under I'm, I'm not underage. <laughs> she's not kidnapped. I swear. <laughs> Can you imagine? Sometimes, sometimes. Oh Are you? What's the oldest guy you ever dated? Dated or hooked up with? Because uh, hooked up with, I think thirty-seven. <laughs> was three years younger than me. But I was twenty-two. So oh, that was then two years. No, that's one year. Difference. That's only a one-year gap. No, I don't know. So what? How did that happen? Alcohol. <laughs> um, but then he's he's really nice. And then we just kept looking up. He had a beautiful apartment. He had like glass chairs, you know, like the clear chairs. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, that's class. It's gorgeous. And I think I got seduced by the, the wealth because I lived in an apartment where I didn't have a door. I just had a curtain and like not a full wall. I lived in like a flex room. <laughs> really? Yeah. When you first moved to New York? Yeah. And so where did you meet him? At a bar? Yes. Uh, no. Uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> you said that weird. He was a friend of one of my coworkers. Okay. Um, who was like a lot older than me. And I did it like at a work function that he had brought his friend to. And it was so embarrassing. I was so, so drunk. So drunk. Yeah, but you did it again. I mean, the chairs must have been nice. Oh, God. They were so nice. I mean, it is interesting. Like, I, you know, my place, I don't want to blow you away. I know <laughs> you walked up here and said you haven't walked on stairs in years. <laughs> Apparently, you've forgotten about your uh, fucking. I've only lived in elevator buildings that weird even when you didn't have a door okay well look i'm lazy i can't do stairs (laughs) so wait so then so how did you feel about hooking up with him like how do you feel about age gaps i um it's i feel differently about it now than i did i think when i was doing it i thought like this is so cool like i'm so cool (laughs) and now a couple years later it's not that i'm like oh this guy's weird or anything because he's really really a nice guy but I think that if someone is that much older than you and trying to hook up with someone that much younger, there's, they're probably a little weird, you know? Like, there's something that they're not <laughs> – something's not clicking for them because they're not hooking up with people in their age group. And I don't think it's like you can't hook up with someone older or younger, and there's, it's obviously case by case, but, like, this guy clearly had commitment issues. Like, he's 30, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, we all develop – guys especially, I feel like, develop a little later, yes. you know? Um, like me, I feel like I have like the brain Mm -hmm. and the maturity and the wisdom of like maybe a 25 year old girl, you know, and the penis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have the same penis as a 25 year old girl, (laughs) which is pretty cool, you know, but no, but like, I, I do feel like, you know, people say, Oh, she's got an old soul. You hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. She's young, but she's got an old soul. Um, but I feel like that, like, a lot of people will quickly go, oh, but what are you going to talk about with a young girl? What are you going to, everything. Like, it's not like you guys, I feel like sometimes when, a, when we talk about younger women, whether it's, you know, 20 to 25, whatever, you're just like, what are you going to, she's such an idiot. Like, and it's like, no, it's like she she's knows, a just, she's a human and you don't have to play her, her like a Her brain might not be all the way developed yet, but, you know, she's, she's a person. Kind of. But then you look at someone like Scott Disick. Yes. And it's like, man, like, that girl's 19. You're in your 40s. What do you talk about, really? I mean, yeah, Scott also has three children, right? Or <laughs> yes. four. And uh, I feel like, yeah, he's, like, waiting outside high school. He's like, graduate yet? Did you graduate? You're over 18? Fantastic. Come to come my Maserati. I got a Maserati. Which is very impressive. You would have hooked up with him. Because he had glass chairs for sure. I bet he had glass chairs. But yeah. how much of it is for these girls? Like, how much of the onus is on the girl in the sense, like, they're clout chasing. I mean. They're all celebrities, kind of. You know, they're Instagram celebrities. So are they chasing Scott Disick for his 10 million followers sure, or whatever? maybe. But he should also know better. Like, he's an adult like he's you know and, and it's not that yes that, i'm not saying he shouldn't i'm not yeah. i'm not going fuck women for victim bullshit <laughs> no, like can you just, imagine if that was who i was as a like, person oh, i gotta go <laughs> yeah take the pants off <laughs> okay this got weird okay no but you know what i mean like 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 i feel like i don't want to scott go fuck yourself for like like manipulating these like young women but also these young women have grown up in hollywood and I feel like they know the game and they could be just as manipulative as well. Absolutely. And yeah. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with an age gap necessarily. I just think a lot of times, like there's just something a little, I don't know about it. What about an old woman with a young boy? Still not a, a young weird. boy. A young <laughs> still, still not okay. I'm still a little weird. Like, I don't know. I just think 
it's it's case by case. Case by case. Case by case. <laughs> You're a real case by case girl. Because I, there's so many people to get mad. They're like, I've been married to my husband for 45 years, and we met when I was 15, and he was 47. <laughs> We're very happy. And I'm like, I'm happy for you. He's 92 now. I'm 34. <laughs> I just got a driver's it's license. Like, I'm so happy for you, but like, mostly I would say stay away from it if you can. Yeah, it is funny when people hate when you generalize. They're like, but in my experience. Right, it's like not about your experience. <laughs> exactly. But that's kind of annoying, too, because a lot of people will go, um, like in politics or whatever, when you're arguing yeah. something, they're, they're like, well, that's just, you're just using, you're not using statistics. Like, I hate statistic people too. Mm-hmm. Like, both sides suck. Like, this is who <laughs> I was. And then statistics of like, well, actually, 48% of men. Oh, it's like, okay. It's like, what did you read? You learned nine <laughs> statistics. Fuck you, statistic people guy. People get like that. People are, are so weird about their own experience sometimes. And like, I get it because we all think we are the star of our own movies. I totally feel it because as a main character myself, like I do get it. Oh, but you're a main character in your own show? Like, Can you imagine if you're just supporting her? <laughs> I think some people are. I think some people see themselves as the supporting character. <laughs> Honestly, that rings true a lot to me. <laughs> like I always was friend. I would always have one friend that I would be it around like that was friend. better than me. That was like more attractive, uh, made more money. And maybe I just wanted their approval, maybe because they were more of a father figure, I guess, Mm because my dad was great. No, no, no. (laughs) Because he was really great. You never hear that. Like, my dad was so great, so I found a father figure. (laughs) No, but, like, no, I, I, I think I have, and I think lately, like, literally, I'm 40 now, but, like, started taking Zoloft. I stopped drinking. I started working out. My career is going pretty good in comedy and what I was passionate about that I worked. So like, finally, I could feel like I could be a main character, like in my own, like even wearing this hat and like cool it's shoes. Very main character. This is very main character. I mean, look at this. I mean, who am I? I, I have drip. You do have drip. Do you ever walk down the street with a song playing and you're like, I am the one. Every, I'm the hottest person walking down the street. What's right your now. song? that you or like what genre or who's oh, your artist that Taylor you, Swift and I have her all albums like I own them all of them and I'll just shuffle them depends women, on my mood girls love her everyone what is it about her. Taylor Swift she's that you the love? artist of our generation she is the greatest I'm, I'm, songwriter of, and I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift for too long because I will like I no really go ahead will. dig in I'm sure I have a lot of female listeners I think that okay she, stop <laughs> <laughs> I follow directions well um no go ahead I yeah i just think that no, i swear I i'm not you. gonna i'm not i, I please do please I just, trust me i just think that she doesn't get enough credit for being a great songwriter because the singles she puts out are trash they're always the worst songs in her albums and when you listen to her al- her albums like all the way through you're like damn like all all awesome. end well all too well all too well yeah uh, great incredible song. yeah incredible i mean <laughs> you know or like cruel summer off of Lover. what happened to that scarf that she left. Maggie that Gyllenhaal still has it. <laughs> I know, that's right. She does. You know she does. I was in an elevator with her. I almost walked. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Were you like, where's the scarf, Maggie? I honestly was going to bring it up. Because Nikki Glazer, who I opened for on the yeah. road, or whatever, is a good friend of mine now. Uh, no, you know, humble, you know, brag, brag, brag. Um, <laughs> loves Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. obsessed with Taylor Swift. And she played me that song. And I was like, wow, that's a great song. Yeah. And then literally like a week later, I'm in the elevator with Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I knew the story. So I was going to bring it up. But I don't think I could restrain myself. I'm that big of a Taylor Swift fan. I'd be like, where is it, Maggie? Where's the scarf? Is it on you? In an elevator? In like a nice Maggie. building? Yeah. <laughs> Show me the fucking scarf, Maggie. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. But seriously. Shit, where is it? What the fuck is it? No, I, uh, I, <laughs> you know, I was going to walk Jake Gyllenhaal's dog. 
that I, I, I was a dog walker for like six years and Jake Gyllenhaal had a German shepherd in this building, this really nice building in Tribeca. And I, and I met with his assistant and his assistant told, or his, hers, whatever, his assistant is a girl told me that I would have to walk the dog for like an hour and a half. Like the dog, the dog get tired. I would get tired. How big was the dog? She said, bring the dog to Soho. It likes to go in shops. It likes to. Uh, okay, Jake, like I'll be your dog. Like I like to go in shops too. Damn. Put a collar on me. What's the weirdest thing a guy's ever asked sexually? Okay. From you. Let me go through the Rolodex here. Oh, really? Just because I think I get a lot of weird shit because I look young. young. And, and there's always a part of me that's like, it's a little sus if you're attracted to me. <laughs> like, there's always a little part of me that's like, okay, it's nice that you find me attractive. But like, are you, I mean, is it, you know? <laughs> the only way it's not sus if you date a 19-year-old guy. What? I'm saying, like, because you look oh, so look, young, yeah. so then it's not Sometimes sus. Because like, then you, you look like father and daughter when we walk down the street, or like, if you know, you're when you're with a guy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's probably like, I'm sure it's insecurity on your part with that. Absolutely, it's it's something that I worry about. I'm like, I just know, I just know. But I guess, well, you, well, you told me you go, I I want to wear makeup because I don't want to look <laughs> twelve on your because show. I do without makeup, and it's not like an exact like I'm not being um like oh feel bad for me because I look so young because that's like annoying I just do it's just a fact but the weirdest thing well I, I have issues with like the word daddy but because of this whole thing but because it's just I look and I think it's weird coming from someone to say to me like it's just not appropriate when I was uh 18 or so I think it was oh it was like my first weekend of college and where'd you go to school um, Illinois State University, oh, the Harvard no. of the Midwest. The they one, say. You don't hear about that often. You don't hear about it ever. <laughs> I just, you just don't. Um, I was a, I was a freshman. I um I went. It was like my first frat party, and I like went into a room with this guy, and we're oh, like, making now, and my shirts off, and he he basically asked me if it was okay to go further, which I think is a really nice thing to do, and especially then I was really inexperienced, and it was nice. But the way he said it was. Oh God! Uh, oh God! And I get so, I'm sorry. I get like oh, he goes. Is this okay with you, little girl? Daddy just wants to make sure. And I ran away because what the fuck? Did you put your shirt on? Yes. Well, actually, no, I didn't. I just grabbed it and I ran out of the room. It was really embarrassing. I was really drunk. I was freshman in college. Stupid, but that was the weirdest thing, probably. Is there any part of you that maybe not that situation, but now like is turned on at all by the like the idea of that? I don't think the word little girl should ever be used in a sexual context. I think the word daddy, okay, fine. But when you combine the two, no. There's something so funny about a guy being a gentleman asking for <laughs> consent, but it's like, I'd rather you just, just eat my ass without asking than say that Because it felt like you raped me. Uh, emotionally it was more uncomfortable i think yeah oh daddy you want daddy to come down on you there but, it just feels like he's like just daddy it's a, yeah like we get it you have control issues like i understand yeah but um yeah that's that's interesting what year was he in college he was a couple years older than me yeah I think probably he might like have been a, a junior or senior 
How was your college experience? <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, were you in a sorority? I was. What sorority? Phi Sigma Sigma. I knew you were a Phi Sigma. No, you didn't. <laughs> no one is a Phi Sig. At an Illinois State, it's huge. It is. Um, no, I was a Phi Sig. How did you feel about sorority? Like being in one, did you feel like that you could be yourself or did you completely like turn into someone else? I feel like I entered college. I mean, I was like really sheltered in high school and like I didn't hook up and I didn't drink. I didn't party. Like I was really good. Um, so I came into college wanting to be so different that I think I definitely joined a sorority that maybe was a little outside of who I was because I was ready to project the image that I was a party girl and I was like into all that. So by the end of college, I was just kind of like, oh God, I can't do this anymore. I can't go out six week nights in a fucking week. I can't do it. You know, I was over it. I can't stay in the door frame with a hundred other girls and oh, scream. God. It's, uh, I get that so much though about yeah. like trying to like recreate who you are when you go yes. to college. Like I didn't, I was also a virgin throughout high school, you know, by choice, um, you know, cause I was prom king. Oh, not to brag, okay. not to brag. brag. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm friends with Nikki Glazer, and, um, <laughs> whatever. And, uh, no, but like, I, I felt that like I was from like kind of a small town. I went to yeah. school in New Orleans. I was like, oh, I'm going to change. And then literally, yeah, I went to Tulane and, um, and I was like, I'm going to, maybe I'll change my name to Andreas, you know, maybe I'll, (laughs) Did you? no, no, no. But I'm just saying like, maybe I'll, you know, start smoking cigarettes, even though, you know, whatever. So uh, whatever, just like an idea of like someone cooler than I am. And then like within the first month of school, I like the most embarrassing thing ever happened to me. I, I mean, it's very embarrassing. Yeah, I, even you don't have to. I think I've told it on the podcast before, but I'll tell you. I mean, I, <laughs> I, uh, so the year before going to Tulane, I hung out with Bo- at Boston College with all these football players mm-hmm. and these biggest guys you've ever seen, like these monsters, right? <laughs> fucking huge, fucking defensive line. They all had penis pumps, all of them. These the biggest guys you've ever seen. All and they were like, it's like bench press for your dick, right? I don't know that that is an equivalence, but go on. You can kind of see where the story's going. So your boy went back to his small town in Florida. No. <laughs> and uh, I bought a penis pump. No. <laughs> it's like bench press for your <laughs> dick. No. So I bought the pump, and uh, I used it like once or twice. And it gets some blood flow. The way I describe it is it, it looks like if like a, a burglar was strangling you and all the blood was in your head and then oh he let go. <laughs> and then daddy let go. Oh my God. And, then, <laughs> and so I brought it to college. I, I packed my, my, my Tevas, my Proactive, <laughs> and, and my pump. You know, just the essentials. Just think about laying out things for college. (laughs) You're like, okay. Four sweaters, (laughs) proactive. And, you know, my my penis bump. (laughs) My penis bump with my socks. So I bring this thing to college. And uh, (laughs) so, like, the first month of school, I used it one other time. And, uh, how do you even find the t- how do you find the privacy in a dorm situation? My roommate was chill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he had strong. He pumped it up. Mm. No, I don't know. You just figure out. You know, you find out your roommate's schedule. It's like anything. I guess. And <laughs> <laughs> is it like anything though? <laughs> you know, you got your gym time, <laughs> your your push ups, and your pump. Your pump. And so 
<laughs> so I have the pump and I put it away. Like, you know, you want to hide the pump. You don't want it. Does it. Let me ask, like, can you tell what it is? Does it say penis pump on it? Like, could it just be some innocuous thing or do you know from looking at it? Here's the thing. That's an interesting, that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Um, actually in that movie Van Wilder, if someone thought it was a bong, I don't know if, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> age gap. Anyways. <laughs> so I put it away. Like I hit it like kind of like somewhere like yeah, up there, you know, behind things. And, but then I used it and I was late to class, like, and I just threw it in a drawer, not thinking at all. Like it was on my side. Yeah. And my roommate, <laughs> he was looking for a lighter and he went into the drawer and found the pump, the bench press, you know, for dick. Yeah, for your dick. <laughs> so, so I, so he calls, this is before, so like, this might this not before be before cell phones. How old are you? I'm 40. So he calls his buddy. He's like, mm. like on the phone. <laughs> he writes a letter and sends a pigeon. <laughs> a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> so a month later, my friend's like, what? <laughs> what? Isn't it funny to get news and it's already happened a month ago? And you're like, what? <laughs> what, dude? What happened? Okay. So um, he calls one guy. He calls him like a game of telephone that's going to end my life. <laughs> And meanwhile, I just want to be Andreas. I want to be cool. You want to reinvent yourself. Yeah. And uh, I want to be a Delta Sig or whatever. Oh, and um, instead. instead, I show up into, and I'm, I get high for some reason. I do a gravity bong hit. You know what that is? Yeah. And, uh, and I show up, and there's 20 people in my room, all the hottest girls. They called the girls. Like, I'm talking all oh, the girls. They called the girls. That's like the amazing. ones that you would go through like Facebook and be like, I want that one. I, want, I like that one. Like literally the hottest ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all in the room, like smaller than the, you know, and, yeah. and I walk in, I'm so high. And then my roommate just, I'm like, oh, the party, you know, party. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Oh, and he fucking brings, and he's twirling it. No. He's twirling the pump. I'm that feels. And I go, well, I go, and I literally just go, it's, uh, uh, that's my penis pump. <laughs> like, like I said it like that. It's like, a, it's a bench press. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like bench press for your dick. Like you gotta understand. Like, no, I was it's just like, thing. and everyone starts laughing, pointing at me like the clown when he fell in like Billy Madison. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, what a loser. And then everyone leaves. They were like waiting a couple hours for me just to show up just to show up. God. Thank God there was no internet. Oh yeah. Cause that would have been. Um, I would have killed myself. I would have been dead. I think I would have killed myself. If that went viral. It's not funny. No, it is funny. Oh, stop it. It's very funny. But if that went, oh, oh, not killing yourself. (laughs) No, killing yourself is not funny. But yes, it would be unbelievable. That would have been on TikTok. Yes, it would have been on TikTok. You would have crushed on TikTok to be fair. I would have had to have owned it. But you can't own things at 18. No. When did you start being able to own your embarrassment? I was a big stupid slut uh, when I was like 18, 19. Just did a lot of dumb shit. Just did a lot of stupid things. And I just had to own the label because it's like, if you literally, if you don't. Like, You're like, I had a lot of guy friends. It's, 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 it's like, people are going to call you a, a slut, then fine, whatever. Like, you just had to get used to it. What made you, well, first of all, what made you lean into the slut? Oh, because you were a good girl in high school. Yeah. And then you were like, it's time to open up. I'm like, at- yeah, but it's funny because I wasn't, 
doing any like I was kissing these guys. Like I was a virgin my whole freshman year. So. Oh. But the girls in my sorority, like the older girls, were very territorial about the guys in this their favorite fraternity. And I was like cute and young and I made out with all of them and they hated me. Hated me. And then it was just like whatever. Like I didn't do Oh, anything. so you didn't even like do more than kiss. And I, mean, I did when I got older, oh. but like not, not when my freshman year. Um, okay. And then sophomore year you did a little bit more then I let them all feel my tits. And you know, then you, you junior year I let year. them all finger. I, I feel like senior year. You know, progressively. No, I think nineteen <laughs> is everyone's slutty year. Like in college, I feel like that's the year that everyone's like, This is the year I'm gonna go crazy. And I did. And Probably because, like, you break up with, like, your high school boyfriend, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, I'll just like, find another boyfriend, and then it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just fuck everyone. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, why not? Actually, when I look back at college, I wish I'd fucked more people, because I was so afraid of people yelling at me that I just stopped doing it, and it's like, why? It was the only time in your life you're going to be surrounded by people your own age who want to fuck all the time. And they're all, like, spry and like ready to Most go. Most people are generally pretty attractive. You know, you're all the same kind of level. It's I think about drunk. that sometimes. Like, like, why didn't I find my wife in college? Or well, maybe not my wife. I don't want to marry anybody I went to college with, but I should have fucked more of them is what I'm saying. <laughs> How many did you fuck? College? Seven? Like, not enough. <laughs> Like that's not that much. I'm not. I, I look. I think I don't know how many women I've had sex with, but like in college, I I I, I didn't lose my virginity until my end of my senior freshman year. Freshman, yeah. And you beginning, beginning of sophomore. Who was it too? Uh, some my, daddy. No, one of my guy friends. We just wanted to get it out of the way. I thought I really liked him, and then we had sex, and then I I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> what not was? What was wrong with them? Nothing. It just was like, oh, I think I built it up. And then it happened. And I was like, oh, oh so there's fine. no way he could compete, like, with whatever you had in your, in your. Yeah, it wasn't really his fault. Well, it sounds like it was a little, well, a little bit his fault. I didn't know what I was doing. So. Yeah. And then you just never had sex with him again, the guy that you lost your virginity to? Never. And actually, he started hooking up with one of my best friends, like, a week later. And he texted me because she, like, her phone died. And he was like, uh, hey, her phone died. Like, can you call her an Uber? And I was like. Yeah, if I was upset about, like, if, if I actually gave a fuck about you, that would be really fucked up. But as yeah, it is, you, Yeah, if you sure. made me have an orgasm even close to what I thought one was. Yeah, like, whatever. You guys enjoy yourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just here's my Uber. Here, just use it every... I, what, um... Yeah, I don't know. Women, girls, yeah, you were called... You were probably more slut shame from other girls than guys. Oh, my God. It was far. horrible. I got, like, bullied by my whole sorority in my junior... Or my sophomore year. How so, though? Like It was really, really bad. Um... It was really bad. Um, I got like called out in front of. Do you know what like chapter is? I would assume it's when everyone is meeting, and it's usually like a chapter business, and you do like sister shout outs. Oh, so you're so. not expected. It's kind of like me thinking that it was gonna be a party, yes. but it was just and a penis it, pump. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, Ellie Schnitt hooked up with this guy and this guy in the same weekend or something like that, and I was like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, what the fuck?" They were so mean to me, and I lived in the house, so it was just inescapable. It was horrible. So what did you, were they like, why was it such a big deal for them? I mean, that's not even that know. long ago. Were they church? Was it like Christian? No, because they were all, I mean, they were worse than I was. Like, I don't know why I was the one that got the shit, but like. Maybe it was just like you as a person. <laughs> like, I'm just like really threatening. And just like so they're crazy. like, you know, it's not about you hooking up with it. We just don't like you. Like, just, maybe, maybe I'm just unlikable. <laughs> you seem pretty likable. Thank you. I mean, uh, but it's great. Like this whole thing, you could get away with a lot of shit, I feel like. The, the, the your whole thing. like you're small you're petite i'm just a nice little or girl really chirpy, like disney princess voice kind of yeah 
Yeah, you seem like a human cartoon. <laughs> a little bit. But like Thanks. like a hot I also cartoon. have one <laughs> outfit, so that works. What do you mean? I literally, this is my uniform. I wear this like every day. A variation of a black shirt, jeans, and black shoes. <laughs> every day. You're like Steve Jobs. Yeah. I mean, why, why put the effort in to come up with the, an outfit? Now, how did... I'm actually really into this because mm-hmm. I'm a, like, because I perform a lot on stage and I constantly like go, this is my outfit. This is who I am. This is where I feel comfortable. This is real. This is me. Yeah. 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 But nothing's real and nothing is you. But why did you pick an outfit and how did you stumble upon it? It's a good outfit. I, it's very similar to the outfit I go with, actually. I go with a light jean and, um, and I go with a black bomber zipped up on stage now that's my new thing Mm. or a black t-shirt i mean that third piece is very important when you add the thing on top like my jacket is somewhere oh okay what color was your jacket i don't know blue is that where you get your color variation yes by my outerwear or my third piece like earrings or like a headband or whatever but the reason i settled on this is because i'm boring (laughs) and it always looks good you can't really fuck up a black shirt and jeans you just can't no there's something you know what you're getting right you feel it eliminates so especially with women like if you pack a bag yeah you could probably pack so light compared to your friends I right mean, I, I have or you have like clothes. 90 variations of this this is what i will wear if i'm going out in public if i'm meeting someone if i'm doing something i have so many clothes i'd like to wear but i'm just like i don't feel confident in them and i don't want to try something new why don't you feel confident in them because they're new I feel like I have to work up to my clothes sometimes. <laughs> like, I feel like they need to get to know me. I need to get to know them. Okay. Find our vibe. <laughs> so wait, so you'll have an outfit that you buy that you loved in the store. And then when you get out in the real world, you're like. I'm like afraid to wear it. because I like it so much that if I wear it and then I feel gross all day, that'll ruin the outfit and I'll never wear it again. Sometimes you just have off days and you never know when they're going to be. So wait, is your fear from other people on how they see you in the outfit or it's just all internal? Okay, have you ever worn something? You put it on in the morning, you're like, I look fucking great. This is the best day of my life. You're walking around all confident. You're like, hell yeah, I'm the main character. Everybody look at me. And then you get home and you look at yourself and you're like, I've been walking around like this all day. Like you just look like ass. That's my fear. But what, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but what looks like ass? Like what, give me an example because- I can't. So- quantify it it's like pornography you know it when you see it okay okay but it's but okay but your face stays the same so it's something with the outfit you've got not a stain just maybe it's like a little puffy on the right shoulder or something things are just not flattering and you don't notice when you're like morning skinny there is a morning skinny i i I, do you have mirrored uh body dysmorphia or like yeah oh okay and i have two mirrors in my room and both of them look entirely different. And I don't know what I look like. Dude, no you're idea. speaking my language. A, a mirror can change. Mirror and lighting. Mm-hmm. If you have a good mirror and lighting in your bathroom, mm-hmm. you could think you're so much more attractive <laughs> than you are. And then you'll get out in the real world and find another mirror where it's bad. And you go, I am a I'm fucking a monster. monster. <laughs> I am a disgusting <laughs> fucking monster i should be shot you catch yourself from a new angle you've never seen before and you're like dude i've been caught with this like so i have like i like my this is cool yeah but then i get like my face is i'm getting older it's just it's drooping pull at it yeah that's what i do every night i just pull i'm like i'm like 
push. Yeah. But yeah, it's just no, it's not strong enough. <laughs> and it fucking angers me. I get real mad. Well, I don't think it looks bad, but you know, you can get stuff. You could also point your head a lot like oh, this. Yeah. Like this. Do you know that's Here. like a trick that like yeah. people do in pictures? You got to put your head towards the camera. I mean, I'm so much hotter like that. I mean, look how sharp the jawline is. Like you have that. a very strong jawline. Thank you. Yeah. It's a really nice thing to say. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? I think we were talking about insecurities. Uh, I think. Yeah. I have yeah. a lot. But, and it's hard because you want to project an image of confidence and you want to project, especially like I have a lot of young women who follow me and who look up to me and I want to be like, confidence is about just faking it sometimes. Like sometimes it really is like about like, I am attractive, I'm pretty, I'm hot or whatever. I like the way I look, I'm comfortable in my body. But sometimes you don't feel that way. And I don't like the toxic positivity of like, you have to love yourself every single day because fuck, you know, sometimes it's hard. It just is. Yeah, and then it, then you can't deal when it is hard. Yes. Because then you're like, then you're like, I'm. I remember like I was on Instagram Live the other night, and I was just playing like Damien Rice or like something like along the lines of a sad music, and everyone's like, "Why are you sad? Are you sad?" And it's like I'm in a melancholy mood. That doesn't mean I can. It's, this is another part of me, another side. And I feel like Instagram just shows the fucking. I'm on a sports car with like big tits and like a little fucking skirt. And it's like, like, I don't know. And it just gives an idea. And I mean, that's been forever, like yeah. with magazines and especially with women, like the idea of like what you need to attain and what is confident for a woman versus, you know, Amy Schumer goes the other way. Yeah. And she'll wear sweats and take a picture where she looks absolutely like a melting candle. Well, she does something, but it's also. There's probably somewhere in the There's middle. There's a middle. There's a middle. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know how to find it because no, one's, no one will ever tell you how because they want you to buy shit. <laughs> yeah, because the middle doesn't sell anything. Yeah. And anything you do, you got to be polarizing. You either yeah. have to be polarizing through being disgusting or fucking hot as fuck. Yeah. And it's like sometimes like I do feel gross, but a lot of the time I feel fine. And like, why isn't fine enough? I'm okay with my I'm okay with my corporeal form. I'm okay with the way I present with the world. Some days I hate it and most days I'm fine. So fine. I mean, depending on what you say, it could be great. Right. You're some like, days I'm like, I'm so hot. I'm so fine. I'm having a great day today. Honestly. You look great. I just got my hair done. Oh, where? At Fox and Jane. Oh, is that a good place? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I went next door right here to get my hair uh haircut and uh it's like a nice swanky place and Fancy. and i was just like i walked in i was like so yeah i'm thinking about getting a cut and i'm automatically already feeling judged because because it's like a fancy place yeah it's really fancy. and they're like yeah so uh jeff or emily will be open it's i was like oh cool and then and sometimes a guy will throw out a price because he knows that like it's probably like not in your budget <laughs> you know but like then they, do you feel challenged and you're like i'll do it anyway just to show them <laughs> Dude, that is the thing. I mean, that's why we all pay like top dollar for like brand shit. It's always a challenge. It's like, oh, can you wear my yeah. Balenciagas and look like a fucking idiot? But you like could judgy sales ladies, and you're like, uh, for your information, I can't afford this, but I'm gonna buy it because Dude, you're rude. So it was two hundred fifty dollars for a haircut. For a haircut. For a hair. For, for a guy for haircut. Like I was like, okay, but for you, yeah. What did they do? Just you know? Yeah, they just like yeah, they just trim my eyebrows. <laughs> like it was two hundred fifty dollars. That's for ridiculous and i and but then the funny thing is then you got to pretend like that's not out of your budget and you're like oh you know what i'm not i don't need a haircut right now actually i don't have the time between 
you know, uh, cutting my toenails. I'm very and, busy. And I'm very, very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you don't want to look like a dickhead. And so then I just laughed and I, I took the guy's card and then I went and got a haircut for $20. I mean, yeah, because why not? If I could get a haircut for $20, I would. But there's something about $250. It's like, what do they do? Yeah, if they rub oils on your... I bet they do stuff, like spa stuff. Yeah, a head massage. Yeah, they put that thing on your face. I see on guys. I don't know. The towel. Oh, the towel. The hot towel with a little lemon. like, (laughs) And it like wakes you up. Aromatherapy. Dude, aromatherapy is the shit. I agree. (laughs) I got to get candles. You have no I know, I know. I spray You have. You're talking to the wrong person. I'm a big candle. I light a candle on my Instagram story every night. It's like my thing. Can we go shop for candles? Yes. We're, okay. All right. Maybe like, after this. Period. Yes. All right. We're doing candle shopping. What um? What's your favorite candle for a guy? Like, if you walk in and a guy is like, "Hey, go relax on the bed. I'm gonna go light up a candle." Okay. Like, what? Well, like, does that turn I you think on? Just having one is nice. Okay. And I think guys get twitchy sometimes about <laughs> the scent. They're like, "What's like a manly scent, though?" And I'm like, "It's a candle, my dude. Like, what do you mean? It's a ma- just take something that smells good." Who cares? <laughs> that is true. It's like, uh, what smells like a locker room, but also like like, like a smelly jockstrap, but right. women want to fuck it. Listen, like I've smelled men. Like, I don't think I want a manly can. Like, I'm, I'm good. You yeah, know? like what smells like fucking B.O. and fucking asshole? Like, that's fucking, no, like maybe a nice like. Um, you want more like a cologne scent, maybe. I'd say flan- uh, flannel from Bath and Body Works is my favorite. Flannel. That sounds very manly. Yeah, it's, it's masculine. I think they named it that so men would buy it, but it smells so good. It's yeah, they like should like have a candle, like not a little bitch-ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably make candles that are like, not for pussies. Oh, wait, yeah, at like Marshall's, there's ones that are like man candles, <laughs> and they're all things like suit. You're and not gay. Guns. I swear you're not gay. Like that's Masculinity. what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I could cut down a tree. No, there is something to that. Like with meditation too. I sometimes yeah. think like with meditation, it should just be that straightforward sometimes. Yeah. Like stop being a little bitch. Like fucking that's- grow up. You know? Well, that'd be nice to hear in your ear. Yeah, maybe. It's so relaxing. But like in a nice tone. <laughs> like ASMR, like don't be a little bitch. Don't be a little bitch. I would listen to it. Maybe actually. wear a different color sweater. <laughs> Don't worry, you're gonna look great in it. Even I at the end of the love day, ASMR. I will say that. What's your favorite? Okay, so this is like super weird. All right, I'm gonna close my eyes it. and do it. I wanna, yeah. I wanna feel it. Well, you need to be wearing headphones. It'll be alright. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how to do it. They do the stuff. Oh, okay, nails. okay. What's your favorite kind? I don't have um nails. Um, but like at bedtime, if I cannot sleep, there's like sleep hypnosis ASMRs. They're very relaxing. I don't know if they work or if it's just when you close your eyes and you breathe for a while, you fall asleep. But either way, I really like it. Can we do it? I mean, I can't do it. I mean, just try it. No, like I, I don't, I don't have the materials. Oh, what is what? What are I the materials? Stuff. I don't know. They tap stuff. Oh, okay. And they make noises. So like something like. Yeah, that's great. That is for the listeners. Or like you know they do a little. That is nice. That. By the way, we have two cans of seltzer, <laughs> and that's what we're doing it with. Um, no, I, I, I get, yeah, no, I, I, there was, where did I hear ASMR the other? Yin Yang Twins, <laughs> the Whisper song. No, I'm just kidding. Remember that, remember that song? Wait till no. you see my dog. Wait till you see my dick. Hey, no. girl. Wait till, Do really? Okay. Yeah, Taylor Swift, back to her. Um, Nikki, like I said, loved her, and yeah. um, she wanted to do this thing where she puts out lyrics 
and you have to guess is it Taylor Swift or like the Beatles. So like the idea being like, you know, can you really decipher your fucking favorite lyricists that are men? Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. I mean, her latest album, the writing is fucking fantastic. And her producer, Jack Antonoff. Yeah. I love him. He said that she wrote every lyric. She always does. She yeah. has help with like the beats and the production, but like she writes. She's a writer. But a man like holds her arm. When yeah, she, when like, she's so he has because it gets tired. Yeah, she, she's too weak, feminine fingers. You know, she has a light pen. Yeah, <laughs> a feather pen, if you will. <laughs> a feather pen. Yeah. What um, what's your favorite song by Taylor Swift? That's really hard. Like that's really hard. That's really hard. Okay. Uh, that's really hard. Okay, we want You don't need to. Are you dating anyone now? <laughs> no. I'm having a tough time right now, actually. Why? I don't know. I'm struggling. In regards to meeting someone? When I or do just meet some... Okay, so I am in therapy. Okay, I am too. Or I was. I just want to say, yeah. Um, I'm in therapy. I'm a big proponent of therapy. I've been in therapy for like two years. and. So what made you go for the first time? I had, oh, I had really bad panic disorder. Me too. Oh my god! Yeah, what was your first panic attack? I was like, but I was like thrown up in public like twice a week. Like it was really bad. I couldn't. I was, I couldn't function. Like I was really, really struggling. Um, and now I have it mostly under control. It really therapy has really helped me, uh, and medication. But panic disorder, unless you like go through it, like you just can't describe it because it's stupid. I and I don't mean to be rude to myself. Don't be a little bitch. Don't have panic. But listen, it's. Having a panic attack over the idea of having a panic attack. What the story fuck of my life. is that? What is that? Story of my what, life. Like, I, I get, I try not to judge myself, but oh my God, what? <laughs> Dude, every time I'd go to dinner with my family yeah. or like I had to be at a dinner where, Somewhere you or if I, could, yeah, or, it's this, yep. mm-hmm. so like I, I went like to, um, like, uh, I've driven myself to the ER like three times thinking I was having a heart attack. Die, yeah. And, uh, but like if I'm at a uh, like a theater sh- whatever Broadway, I can't, I can't. That's where my worst is. I I can't. I sit there, I get sweaty, and I start feeling nauseous. I'm like, I'm gonna throw up in the middle of this theater, and I can't leave unless I have an aisle seat. Yes, and it's the very top and row, and or I'm right by one of those little alcove things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I well, I think yeah. Part of it is you don't want to stand up and have people judge you uh, and have to walk through people, and then they're like, "What's wrong with this person? She's inconveniencing." I and then once you do it once, there's no fucking way you could you do can't it again. Do it again so you only get one. You better be certain. You better better take care of that panic that time. So yeah, no, I fucking feel that dude. And like, it's so hard to like, I don't know, maybe you could describe it, man. Like when you're going through the panic and how you deal with it and how does your body actually feel? I feel like I'm dying. (laughs) Like literally dying. Like I can't breathe and my heart's beating really fast and I'm like sick to my stomach and like, I'm like, I'm gonna die I get cold like I feel like I'm gonna die and it was awful like it was the end of college it started happening really badly where like I could barely go out to bars because I was just I I would have to run and throw up like in the bar bathroom which is just and not from being drunk I couldn't even drink I was I was getting waters at the bar and putting like a lime in it remember your first panic attack because I think it's always like stems from like one really bad one and then you yeah you know it actually happened so many times though you almost can deal with it but like the first like I remember it and it was in the theater which is so weird because I did theater growing up and I don't know why I was so I just got I started feeling a little sick and then I just worked myself up worked myself up worked myself up and then it was like 
I couldn't, I couldn't be there. Like I was well, like parents, on Broadway, you're like oh, yeah. with your parents. Oh, you were 12. I was like little, like I've oh. had this for a long time and I didn't know because I dealt with it pretty well. And then I got Here's the thing really with bad. your parents. And this is why it does it with me too. Like I went to Broadway with my mom yeah, and constantly I was in this, first of all, the seats are very I mean, small, <laughs> but you can't leave your parents and they'll be like why what's wrong what's happening where are you going who are you going to who are you talking to who's on the phone that's why new york's so amazing isn't it because like nobody bothers you (laughs) yeah and like if i went if we both went to a theater and i look at you panic you go see you later there's no pressure to stay anywhere actually when i moved to new york my anxiety got a lot better because i was like i literally could just throw up on the street who's gonna look at me who's gonna be like that girl's weird they're gonna be like i seen worse this week I've seen worse today. <laughs> Dude, you are speaking my language, girl, because I swear I am more relaxed with people bleeding <laughs> on a subway yes. and fighting than I am on a bench by the beach. Yeah. I and I don't know why something with my brain. If I can't escape, I feel like I'm going to die. And it's weird. But no, but the subway, but the you subway would think, I, yeah. I just feel really calm on the subway. It's like a really calming place. For me. I think because it's so wild, it calms us. Yeah, I agree. Do you take any medicine for it? I don't currently. I'm probably going to have to go back on it because the yeah. winter's hard. But yeah, I'm on Zoloft. Zoloft. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I tried Lexapro. It hurt my stomach. but Yeah. I was on Lexapro for like a year. Dude, there, isn't it crazy though? Like when you finally go to a place and whatever with the drug and with therapy and you're like, okay, here it comes. Here comes the panic, and then it doesn't, and doesn't come, come, and you're just like, no, it's going to come. And, like, you almost miss it in a way, it's which – crazy. Like, I miss the highs sometimes and the lo- – like, I miss the ups and downs a lot when I was on it. I, I missed it because I was really, you know. But I think there's something to be said about taking a little time to be stable instead of always being up and down and up and down and up and down. But, but stable's boring. Stable's really boring. Um, but then you get you find your outfit. But this is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. I felt that way the first time I tried. Um, was I, I was on Valium. I was having really, really bad. Um, I was having a really hard time about three months ago. And my doctor prescribed Valium. I was always really afraid to take it because I just that stuff, benzos will fuck you up. And I've had people I know like overdose on Xanax. And yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I'm not interested. But that shit's crazy because you can be having the worst panic attack and all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, what is panic? What? You're panic. You're panic. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then you're just, I mean, it's a Band-Aid, right? Kind yeah. of. But it's like sometimes a Band-Aid it's is. When you really need it. Yeah, dude. I, I, you know, we play these things with our head with medicine and like, is it going to be me? Am I me? Is it really me that's taking on the panic? Am I being strong or am I being weak by just taking a drug and not really going through the yeah. stuff? But if you're going through the steps, you deserve that. A like, you can't sometimes. be so hard on yourself, dude. Especially sometimes when you, you do the work. Yeah. Like, we're in therapy. I'm in therapy. Like, I do the work. Yeah. Sometimes I just need the help. Yeah, I know. And so have you had panic when's the last panic attack yeah right while you were walking up the stairs just now. <laughs> no i just can't again so out of shape um the last panic attack i had yeah it was probably a couple months ago that's when they um, oh with the volume yeah but before that i'd been really good it'd been like a year like i was really doing well yeah i uh yeah i can't even re- tell you the last time like i used to a lot of times it would have i don't drink i've been drinking for two years 
and um it would be like the day after I drank, like not. Oh, it's that drinking anxiety. It's awful. And not, and not even during the day. It'd be like no, that yeah. night, or like, or maybe even the night after that. Because like, were you like everything I said, everything I did, all my friends hate me. Everything. It's more just. It was all more. It wasn't so much my thoughts going there. It was just really physical. Like oh. I guess my thoughts internally something, but like, and I, I would wake up at like two in the morning, and I would. Just, like feel like i was gonna die like literally like i was gonna explode oh like not like that's not good no no it wasn't and i would walk down my hallway and like maybe do like different stretch not well not it was different apartment but like stretches or like i would do like like calisthenics or or you pinch right here they're like if you pinch here you're fine just break your arm and then you'll completely forget (laughs) about it just stab yourself and then the panic's gone relatively you know it works yeah and so um I don't know. And so like a lot of that though, yes, but the thoughts that just ruminate. And then once the panic starts, then you're like, the panic needs to stop. It's got to stop. Once it stops, okay, I'm going to lay down and stop it instead of going, there's a panic attack. You're not dying and whatever, but your brain just can't Can't do it. Can't do it. Especially I think your guard comes down when you've been drinking and like you lose that defense wall kind of that you've built up to be like, I'm having a panic attack and it's okay. When you've been drinking, your brain's actually like, mm, actually though, but you're dying is what's happening. <laughs> but, then, but then it hurts dating because then mm. like a first date, you'll build up with these fucking ruminating thoughts or you'll like put, you know, you just, or you'll feel you'll date the wrong person because you don't fucking have confidence in yourself because you can't even control your own brain. So who's going to love you if you're crazy? Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, you know, the usual. I think it's hard sometimes to relate to people because I feel like if you're not an anxious person or you don't have some kind of mental illness, we just can't get along. And maybe that sounds bad, but it's like, I just really feel like you don't get how my brain is going to work. I think people, you can try to understand it, but to a certain point, it's like, everyone has anxiety. It's a feeling, it's an emotion. But to like live with it every minute of every day and like that's your life. It's a whole different thing. There's there's something to like someone being like, just just tough it out. You know I have been for twenty four years, man. <laughs> but then there's a thing though where on the other side of that is like anxiety, panic. It's kind of buzzwords in a way now where I think people overuse them. Yeah. And but and then it's like okay, here's another person with anxiety disorder. Oh, you know, and then they don't want to, it, it almost becomes a way to get sympathy likes or sympathy followers or whatever. And it's like, I'm just a regular person. Cause I, there's that yeah. side of it too, that like annoys me when people really lean into it, but then I'll get a message. Like I'll write something about you no know, Zoloff. Like I can't come good, but yeah. my anxiety <laughs> is great, whatever. And then I'll get messages like, you know, because of that, because, of, and they're very positive. And oh so, yeah. Like, thank you for talking thank, about therapy. Yeah. Because I go to therapy now. And because people outside of our circle, outside of New York do not talk about it. Yeah. They just don't. Cause they're so afraid to get judged or to yeah, seem they're weak. Stigma. Yeah. Which I mean, silly. Oh, they have mental illness, like mental illness. Like it's like, they can't work. I'm not going to hire them. They, you know, I say mental illness so much because I think there's, it's such like a gross like way to say just I have depression and have anxiety, but I like mental illness because it makes a statement. I agree. It's like calling it general warts and not HPV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Something like that. 
<laughs> I'm just using it as an analogy. <laughs> just an analogy. But I love being like, yeah, I'm like mentally ill, but I'm fine. I like that too because people, there's a stigma around mentally mental yeah. illness more than anxiety or yeah. panic attack. I don't know, man. It's uh, it is interesting when like when you take the drugs and you work out and you don't drink and it's just gone. Now I don't even miss it at all or like even think about it really. I mean, I still get sad at points. Yeah. I've been waking up lately where it's like my go-to is like sadness. Not uh, go. Not, I think it's because it's, you know, winter. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were just like my place in general. <laughs> Imagine. I was like, I think it's just your general surroundings. Like, yeah. I'd be sad too. I should probably put something on the wall. Some kind you of do art. Need some art. I just moved in like two Got months it. ago. <laughs> just a year ago. You know, just like three and a half years ago. I haven't gotten around to it yet. We do need some art. So then now you're going back home for Thanksgiving? Yes. I'm actually going to be home for like a month and a half. How do you feel about that? I love my family. I do. I, I love my mom. I love my dad. But I just, I know within like two weeks, I'm going to be itching. Murderously rage filled. I, I love them. So why a month and a half? Because, because it's like, what's the point? I mean, what to come back for a couple weeks and then come back and then come, you know, like I might as well just be there through New Year's because everything's going to shut down here anyways. And I might as well be with my family instead of alone in my apartment. But we're neighbors now. I, that's true. But no, but do you feel like, uh, I don't know, there's a certain age where you don't feel quite as much pressure to have to go home for the holidays. I don't think you're there yet, or if you ever will be. But just the idea that you got to be there for a month, knowing, I mean, first of all, that the thought that it that you already have ruminating that in two weeks you're going to want to kill everyone is a bad thought to begin with. No, and it's so bad. Um, but it's true. Like I'm gonna, me and my mom are just gonna be fighting. Do you have sisters or brothers? I have an older brother. Are you close? No, not really. Really. It's always interesting when someone's just like, no, I'm not actually close. I wish. I wish I was close with my brother. We're just really different. Yeah. And he's a lot older than me. So it's just like, we just never were close. Yeah. Maybe I have issues with it. You have issues with the age gap? (laughs) Maybe that's why I always have older guy friends. Maybe. Yeah. Older brother surrogate. You don't hear that very often. You hear a lot of dad surrogate, but not. Older brother? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you want to... um, I don't know. You want older guys to like you because you want your older brother to like you? Yeah. Man. Beautiful. (laughs) Why doesn't he? (laughs) It's really different. I think he just thinks I'm annoying, which is fair. I think he's annoying. (laughs) But I I do feel like age, when you you have, like, I'm six years older than my little brother. And, I mean, that gap just keeps, if anything, it's the other way. And he's way more successful and, like, whatever. Like, it's switched. But no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I can, I can't, you know, if it was a sister too, you just don't want to, you just see her as like this little, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So then you're going to go home. Mm -hmm. Do you have your own bedroom still? I do. Thank God. Although it's kind of my mom's office now. Is your brother married? Slash craft studio. No, he's not. I mean, he's not, you know, he's like 27. Oh, okay. He's 28. Oh, so he's only four years. I was thinking he was like. But that's like a, you know, we weren't really like in school together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were not a freshman when he was a senior. Wait, so then you're going to, uh, so you go, this was the thing with me when I go home with family. Yeah. That the couples, they always get the bedrooms. Oh, thankfully it's because, you know, it's this year. 
it's not really a couple thing. It's literally just my immediate family. It's just going to be yeah. me and my mom and my dad and my brother. It boggles my mind that couples think that they deserve the bed just because there's two of them. I, I would be at my brother's house and he would have two random people. They're not even family, but it's a couple that just happened to be there. And it's not even like a thought that they shouldn't get, I should get the room being the brother. It's like, no, they're a couple, and so they get the room. Yeah, they're a couple. We picked them up off the street. <laughs> they were eating. They were hitchhiking. Yeah, they were eating a, a dead possum, but there are two of them. But doesn't say they need the bed. <laughs> Plus the possum. So, like, that fucking, uh, yeah. So that part annoys me, although, you know, whatever. So then you sleep on a fucking futon, and then and it's like I'm on vacation. My neck's <laughs> fucked up. My back hurts, and I'm fucking trying to enjoy There's myself. something I didn't expect to happen to me so soon. I just, my neck hurts. Uh, All the time. <laughs> I sleep weird. I can't. I was sitting up in bed. I like, um, I, I don't know. I just had a day where I was in bed all day. And I like was sitting up in bed with a pillow like this. Not good for you, apparently. Yeah. Because for the next three days since then, my neck has been like fucked. Neck pain, back it's, pain. I'm 24, though. Like, what is that? It's, it's, uh, I mean, it, how you deal with it, how much you let it fuck with your head. I'm deteriorating. Yeah. <laughs> No, I get that, dude. I uh, I would have like random body pains, and it really will. Ch- it could change your whole personality. Like you're not <laughs> yeah, as not bubbly when anymore. you're like when you can't go I like can't this. Turn my head from side to side. You can't go like this and make yourself look better, or maybe that's all you can do. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, just like move forward. But yeah, no pain fucking can change your whole life, <laughs> like lower back pain and yeah. shit like that. So then, yeah, so anyway, so yeah, so then I'm not going home for Thanksgiving. You're not going home. I might go home for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in, I'm from Florida. Oh. So it's like nice. To yeah, get that down must there. be nice. Yeah. But I'm going somewhere colder than here. Yes. <laughs> and worse weather. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. My mom's from Skokie. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm where? from a little north of Skokie. Where? Northbrook. Okay, yeah, my all the Jews. Are yeah, from are there. you Jewish? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, my uncle and all my cousins grew up in Glencoe. Glen- yeah, it's great like- little suburb <laughs> by the beach. Yeah, I went to Glencoe Beach every summer. Oh, so you're Jewish? This, this is all makes more sense. Yeah, now everything makes sense. I know that maybe it's confusing with the whole, but what with blonde hair? Yeah, <laughs> and blue eyes. eyes. Yeah, Hitler's dream. Yeah. yeah. Literally- <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, okay, and your name, Ellie Schnitt. That's not my like full name. Oh, it's not. No. Do you ever give away your full name, or you don't Never. have? Never. No, it's it's not like a big secret. I just. Yeah, but what made you change it? I didn't. Did it sound sound too Jewish? Literally, consciously, I didn't. I three years ago when I was tweeting, my all my usernames on everything were just Ellie Schnitt because it's shorter than my name, and I was like, whatever. Like Ellie Schmidt. Wasn't that a show? Ellie Schmidt or something Schmidt? Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. And I just, I, um, then people started calling me Ellie Schnitt and I was like, all right, yeah, that works. Is it like Schnittberg? <laughs> no. <laughs> Schnittberg. <laughs> no, it's not short for, Schnitt isn't short for something? It is. Oh, Schnittwitz. Schnitt. I don't know. I'm trying to guess it. Schnittstein? No? Okay. Schnittman. Ah. Yeah, my grandpa changed our last name. Really? To Colin from Cohen. Oh, yeah. 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 Eh. There's a lot eh. of Cohens. At least you stand out. 
Schnitman. Mm-hmm. Did you get Schnitman a lot? Yeah, growing, growing up. up. I was not, thinking not about that much. That. Really, just now, now that I say it. <laughs> just from you, actually, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> no. No, but I get a like. It's so funny, like a little thing like that, kids can stick to, and yeah. it could fucking change your life. It could ruin your life. I know, but they didn't. I don't know why. I was very, I mean, unbelievable as a four foot tall seventh grader. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was so small. What do you think that does to you when you're I think tiny? It fucks you up a little bit. You just get that Napoleon complex a little bit. I think former short. I mean, I'm still short but you know former short kids should unite because we all had trauma <laughs> it's like when you're fat when you're young mm-hmm. and then you get skinny and then they're like why is this person like like Weird. <laughs> yeah or like hate them or like hook up with that guy it's yeah. like because they see themselves as a fucking fat person and like you always have to be the end of the line during like you have to line up by height for things or like during gym class it was always embarrassing my gym clothes everyone else looked cute in their gym clothes i looked like i was drowning <laughs> awful i uh yeah i was the smallest in my grade yeah but then I got my penis pump. And then and it was like, you added a couple inches. At least. <laughs> this was so fun. I loved having you on this. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Uh, Ellie Schnitt. Uh, where, can, where can they find where you on Instagram? find me? Yeah, where can they find you? Where can you find me? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Ellie underscore Schnitt. Um, I post a lot of stories, so if you don't like that, maybe don't follow me. (laughs) Um, and then of course you can follow me on Twitter, holy underscore schnitt. People think my name is Holly. It is not. It is Ellie. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. We're neighbors now. So Well, we've been neighbors, but it's really exciting that we know. Yeah. Yeah. You have another old man on your block. (laughs) An old daddy. Oh my God. (laughs) And, uh, she never unbuttoned her pants, so. I didn't. I didn't get comfortable enough. Have a good day. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. Yo, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep, you don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet, wet, I'm so wet. I'm so wet, I'm so, so, so wet. Now come on in. Puddles, puddles. Because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yeah, hi. Mm. Bye bye.